you probably have the most high energy, you know, <laughs> frontman act, I think, of anybody that's out there. And I can't even understand half the lyrics of your fucking songs, but I'm still... Half, I would say majority. Yeah. <laughs> half is very... He's like, like, half yeah. good credit to no one yeah. Russian language. Hey, Look, hey. I, I pick up like half of it. Uh, <laughs> I read 40 pages of Dostoyevsky, or right? I fucking understand what we're talking yeah, cool, about. Cool. I found it to be a Half it dense. is. Welcome back to Show Yours Podcast. I'm Jackie A. I'm Johnny DeVito. I'm Time Plaza. Johnny, do you want to sip of something spicy there? I got to sip of something spicy. You know, but we'll get into that in a minute because we have something more important to talk about right now. Who's in studio today? That's a great question, Ty. I'm glad you asked. What we have for you today, the listeners are going to be just, oh my God, overwhelmed with passion, with talent. We have radio personality, show promoter, most importantly, frontman of Russian Tim and the Pavel Burres. Please give it up for Russian Tim. Yeah! In the house. Let's go. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Dude, dude thank man. you for being Thanks on. Thanks so for coming over, man. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to discuss. I think right off the top, um, listeners from the show will remember Matt Earl from last week's episode mm-hmm. and his staunch opinions <laughs> on a band that is beloved in our scene. And we are here to talk no effects. We are here to nice. talk Russia. We are here to talk all things Tim, man. Break it down for us, buddy. Yeah, can I ask you to give me like tough questions? I'm okay, well, sure. uh, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, like if, if you have uh, hesitations, should I ask, should I not ask? Are okay. you a KGB <laughs> operative? Yeah, because I, like, I've done this a couple times before, and okay. uh, it's usually, oh, how did you move to Canada? How is Russia? How okay. it's growing up? How is Russian punk scene? I've said this 20 million times. Sure. Okay. So if you have a question, you're like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't ask, ask. Okay. If you feel okay. it could be inappropriate, oh, yeah. let's do that like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. let's get into <laughs> it. You, sir, are the right place. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of inappropriate questions. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Tim, how's your butthole health lately? <laughs> it's actually interesting because I have been doing the colonoscopy. Oh. So it's really improved. Oh. Fantastic. Oh. You should look oh. into that. I'm looking into it. I'm getting a good start to the uh, show. Yeah. My, my best butthole days. You should literally look into that. Yeah. My best butthole days. Someone else look yeah. deeply into it, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> into but the it's void. Recommended as you age, uh, yeah. To check to make sure that you're. Um, what's uh, the age? What's like? Is it thirty or is it forty now? Uh, when they're like thirty-five plus. Thirty-five. Oh, 35 boy. Oh, oh. Okay. Plus someone's yeah. overdue. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like that look. I just got. <laughs> you hear that? Ty, go get your ass checked. Get like, your right. bottle checked. Ty, we can hook up a garden hose and handle this. Like right now, I'm a professional. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't understand. Okay, so there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of health issues that I'm gone that I'm kind of coming into a little bit later in my life. I have zero healthy habits and I thought that I was just going to live forever. And now things (laughs) are just starting like the dominoes starting to fall and um, uh, gout is happening. I'm limping a little bit around. You know what I mean? I'm getting hemorrhoids that I've never had before. You know, it's um, heartburn has been, um, you know, plaguing me for for a long time. I have the diseases of a much older, fatter man. Mm. And, um, you know, but now basically I'm trying to uh, to turn the corner in a in a in a in a way that um, isn't gonna. I don't want to go all the way from like party to like full health yeah. because my heart will probably stop. <laughs> so I need to. You also like, need to have fun. Exactly yeah. right. So I'm trying to ease in to a life. I'm not at all yet, but I'm like thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? So the that's ideas kind of are percolating. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I had the same thoughts about a few years ago. So <laughs> where yeah. So were you like because uh, you were going like hard into it, um, listeners? I'll give a little bit of background that I know about you, Tim. When I moved to the city. Um, 
always loved being here. My dad always took me to punk shows when I was a kid. Always a huge fan of punk rock, but living in smaller towns and um, not really having like uh, like access to a scene or anything like that. When I came to the city, um, the punk scene in Vancouver is absolutely fantastic. But in around like 2015, you were a huge part of it, kind of running shows and you know what I mean, kind of being like a, a face for the um, for the scene and a voice too with the with the with the radio and all of that stuff too. So you're like a constant. Um, kind of like a, uh, like a piece of inspiration for me. Like if you want to do something, you don't really have to ask permission. Yeah. It seems like, you know, you just fucking go and get rad. Exactly. So where, um, like when you moved to the city, did you have this um, kind of, I want to be a part of this scene or how can I help improve it? Like where- It's something I wanted to be a part of the scene. No, I don't think it was like that. I was just interested. Like mm-hmm. in general, I do in my spare time shit I'm interested in. Yeah. So... Uh, I've done a few things which I did before, and when, as soon as I lose interest, I just stop doing it. Mm. So, it's my it's my time. Uh, I can sit at home and watch soccer, totally. which I absolutely love doing it. Or I can do <laughs> some stuff like you know doing a show or you know mm-hmm. rehearsing with a band, and that's kind of like whatever interests me. I try to do it um, because I'm fairly organized and passionate uh, person. That usually I do research and I kind of plan everything before doing it. And usually it works out fine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it, it wasn't, uh, I want to be a part of the scene. I just like, Oh, I have this cool idea. Let's try implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, that well, that's how I started doing the shows that how I started doing the radio show because mm-hmm. first I invited, I was invited as a guest and then I joined as a co-host because, um, my friend Marielle, who hosted the show mm-hmm. said I did really well. And I said, Oh, that's cool. So like it's not like it, it it never is a plan to I want like something like bigger than it actually is yeah. part of the scene totally. I want to be a face I yeah. want to be lungs or whatever mm-hmm. no yeah. it's it's more uh, it's more like well, I think that's a cool idea let's fucking do it <laughs> yeah, that's fuck the yeah. that's very organic exactly it's a perfect way to say it and like the um the you know the scene around you the thing that you've kind of like built for yourself there's no better vibe than you know what I mean like a Russian Tim show um yes and that kind of have to give that back to my best friends uh, from growing up from Novosibirsk, from Russia, where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2012, uh, my best friend, who we've been friends since, I don't know, he's age seven or eight, mm-hmm. he he worked in an um, accounting firm in uh, in top five firm. Was, I think it was Ernst Young. Mm-hmm. And he's total party animal. He's like like <laughs> me, super fun. And he's yeah. like, fucking hell, this job sucks. <laughs> it's like boring auditing. It's like accounting. And he's like, not, no, that's that's not. And he got like a good career out of it. Yeah. But then he said, fuck it. And he decided to open a bar. And oh, he yeah. called this bar Friends. And the whole idea, he says, I wanted my friends to come into the bar and uh, feel that atmosphere. I want to greet everyone when they come in. I want them to, be, to feel welcome. I want to that's have a awesome. good time. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And Totally, I've been to this bar, and they totally, like, the name of the bar is Friends, and yeah. they have this yeah. atmosphere. Uh, what, 15 years later, he has now 15 bars. Wow. Yeah. But that was, for me, the atmosphere. When I started putting on the show, I had the same, like, I'm overall outgoing and nice guy. Mm-hmm. But that mentality was, like, if I'm putting on the show, in this city, people have, I don't know, 15 options what sure. to do on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. They can go to a restaurant, they can go dancing, whatever. Yep. They chose the time to spend at this event with watching local bands. I want to at least, you know, welcome them and express the, my gratitude that, yeah, they, they're hanging out with us. They're supporting the local music. They're hanging out like they, they, they paid the money mm-hmm. and choose their time to mm-hmm. spend it with us. So that's why I want to be, everyone feel welcome and everyone be, you know, having a good time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, and I 
remember putting on my first show at the Beltmore in 2014. It was Contraco, Jesse Liborda, and Cores, and somebody else. And I remember ma- came to every single person, said thank you so much, introduced myself who I didn't know, people mm-hmm. who I knew. I hugged them, like yep. thanked them for being here. And it happens to the day. Sometimes I come to our show, I see there's somebody new, and they feel awkward because they don't yeah. know anyone. Mm-hmm. I say hi, how are you? What's your name? Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. That's my name is Tim. Da 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 da. And yep. usually we become acquaintances. That's exactly how it happened. I mean, I was kind of sitting in the back, and then a friend of mine that I'd worked with, a guy named Dan Kushner. Shout out yeah. to Daddy. Yeah, man, Dan is just a fucking beauty. <laughs> and, um, you know, he kind of saw that or whatever. And then, like, I mean, fast forward, you know, a few years, I opened for the fucking core last night. Wrong, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. You were there when I fucking just bombed a joke right after wrong. <laughs> and it's still just eating away inside <laughs> really? of me. But maybe no, because nobody, nobody remembers. See? That's yeah, nobody yeah remembers. exactly. Yeah, it Tim, doesn't matter to anyone I went else. up yeah. first, yeah. and I did, like, 10, 12 minutes or whatever, and... um. It's the beginning of the show and people are, you know, just trickling in. There's just a few bodies in the room, but I'm doing well enough that, okay, they're coming from the bar now and starting to come closer to the stage or whatever. This is the greatest thing that I could ask for, right? At um, about minute 10 or 11, I'd been talking to Wrong and I was like, the best way to kind of start the show is while I'm doing my thing, you guys kind of come out. So at one point in my peripheral vision, you know what I mean? I got guitar and bass over here. And um, they're laughing at the shit. Everybody's kind of laughing. And I'm just like, and, you know, and I introduce wrong drum start. I'm like, this is the greatest fucking moment of my life in comedy or whatever. Right. Just yeah. especially being like a punk kid and not um, pursuing music, pursuing comedy. Like this is like the this was like my moment or whatever. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it's just this is a, a for me moment. So when I walked off stage, I had this feeling like I could say anything up there. They fucking love me. And then I walked back up and I tried it. And it was just like, it, <laughs> it, it, it didn't bomb horribly, but it was kind of like, hey, we're yeah, blacked yeah. out. Like, let's go. We're here to see the next band kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm standing behind you while you're yeah, just spitballing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy and, um, conspiracy I tried theory. to do, yeah, exactly. And I tried to do some kind of conspiracy. Like, I, I had this idea where because Christy has to leave, so I'm directing everybody to Wrong's merch booth. And I'm saying, like, Christy also plays in Russian Tim and the Pavel Burries, possibly a KGB connection there. And I just like to make up my own conspiracy <laughs> theories. And as that went, I hadn't told the, because I was just all to set up a joke that I've already had. Yeah, yeah. And Tim, I haven't told that joke in like a year. So I barely even fucking remembered it. It was just in the back. I'm having a couple of drinks with Ronnie and shit. Yeah. I've pitched the idea. And he's like, fuck yeah, man, go and do it. And I walked off stage being like, I'm a fucking piece of shit. I <laughs> I should never do it. So when I'm talking to the core, like I was like, I'm not really going to do anything. You guys light up your rings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I'll introduce you and, it's, and then it's all good. So everything kind of happened after that, but it's that weird, um, like learning, um, you know, moment for like live performances that just because um, like I want to be here, it's a different environment from like a regular, you know, stand up audience people are seated you know kind of directed at you and when you're coming up and you're kind of trying to take attention away from that beautiful moment at a show in between bands where you actually get to talk to people you haven't seen in a minute you know what i mean you worked hard all week that moment is like kind of smoke have a beer blah 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 so that's which is usually Johnny DeVito's time to shine at, at a funk show. Yeah, it's like when I make all great, my friends, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Mr. FF comes out. He's like, let's <laughs> go. Yeah. To the point where I kind of had this like realization moment where I'm like, Oh dude, like pat, pat yourself on the back. This is cool that, you know, they let you do this. But at the end, like, this is not about you, man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? which was like, you know, something great, but like I can learn a lot from um, like any performer, you know, that I respect. There's a lot, there's always something you can take away. Um, 
but doing what you do on stage, you probably have the most high energy, you know, front man <laughs> act, I think, of anybody that's out there. And I can't even understand half the lyrics of your fucking songs, but I'm still... Half, I would say majority. Half is very... He's like, like yeah, yeah. good credit to no yeah. Russian language. Hey, hey, Look, hey. I, I pick up like half of it. Uh, <laughs> I read 40 pages of Dov Toyeski, and I yeah, fucking understand yeah, what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Cool, cool. <laughs> I found it to be a half little Half it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, you had yeah, this, like, this... Um, you know, this like on stage persona, this uh, you know, that's just like that's high energy and so much goddamn fun, because Russian Tim and the Pavel Burries weren't a thing when I came, you know, what I mean, into town or whatever. So like, at what point do you go from, you know, show promoting, having a good time, interviewing bands and stuff like that, and you're like, oh no, wait a minute, I'm going to take the step and I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, that 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 wasn't uh, my decision to be honest. Uh, uh, we I did a show at the Media Club. I think it was shout out to the old Media Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what I bet you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was uh, the one of the Christmas shows, I believe, I think. Uh, so I did a song. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a song with Good, oh, good Riddance. Good Riddance song with the Contra Code. Hell yeah. Uh, one of the songs, and then we practiced it a couple times, and then we did a song together, you know, usual yep. thing. And it was it went, went good. And then after I stepped off the stage, Sergey, who is the drummer now in the band, and his wife, Julia, they were at the show. They said, dude, we have to start a band. And I was like, ah, you know, like I'm busy. I'm yeah. not sure. So like, hey, let's let's try this. And they convinced me. And I was just like, cool, yeah, let's let's try this. Mm -hmm. And that's good. Then we found Christy. Then we found Elia. Yeah. And that's how the band started. But again, it was their kind of idea. Like he said, um, yeah, Sergey said, like you have a great energy on stage. Mm -hmm. How about we just do something together? And I thought about it. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it, man. That's like that's awesome. awesome. Unreal. God, this fucking guy is cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like being like a front man in a band or something is something that, you know, I like you always dream of doing, but like in my head to pursue it not as a musician feels weird to me. You know what I mean? So then it becomes like a, a singular Still vision, feels which weird I to me right, uh, because yeah. I'm not a musician too, so it still feels <laughs> weird. So I have the same feeling. Yeah. So when it comes to like songwriting, like what are you guys, uh, like how does that kind of like, um, yeah, how do you approach that with like the drive an idea and the band can kind of put it together or <laughs> yeah and exactly like see me having no talent and no musical education <laughs> mm -hmm. is it is tough because like i just have like some melody ideas yep. and i'm so thankful and uh, lucky that we have christy in the band oh my god who is yes. professional genius musician yes. the rest of the band are also they also professional musicians oh there's they no slouches on the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so it really helps for me to have a melody idea and some lyrics and just give them some sort of like melody and they help translate it to the chords and, and then we do a regiment together but it's really really it's a big big part of the band because like you know, I have ideas, but it's really them who put this all together and uh, and and put that uh, music together. So yeah, like the idea that you can come in with um, uh, you know, uh, like a few ideas and kind of throw them at the wall, but to have people with the know-how to be like, okay, exactly. this is how we make it a song. Right? Exactly, exactly. You know? And their uh, their role is so so important in into into those songs. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I'm so thankful and so happy that and so lucky that I have four of those amazing people who. You know, kind enough to listen to sometimes my dumb ideas or two <laughs> ideas which I cannot express yes. in terms of like notes, melodies, mm -hmm. or whatever the I don't know what it is. Uh, but they're so you know understanding and, <laughs> uh, and helpful and so genius that they okay yeah it's great great da, 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 da. twenty minutes later we have some sort of structure of the song. That's like, insane. You know, yeah, that's so crazy. cool to watch happen. 
too in that mm. in that in real time. And you just get people together that are like, because you're adding a ton too. Don't I think you're, you're downplaying you're a little bit. Your, yeah. You're downplaying <laughs> your tally here. There's no Russian guy. Tim in the Pavel yeah. Verdes without Russian Tim. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, being a being a part of something like that, that must be like, I mean, if, you know, if you go from promoting shows to being like, oh, maybe I'll try this band thing out, to seeing that happen. Do you remember like the first time that really like a song really coming together for the band and just being like, God damn, this is this is what we need to do. That was the first show because uh, when we were getting ready, uh, the first show was the first Rocket from Russia Fest in 2017, and that's what so we, much fun. we decided to do. And we, we, I think started we started practicing in April, and we had what three months, and we had a five song set, very short, 20 minutes, and. Um, when we were getting ready kind of a month out, we sounded good. We sounded tight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's going good. So kind of I, it was hard to predict, but I was going into those shows with a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And then when we played, it was fantastic. We played well. Uh, we did not make any mistakes, I believe. And awesome. uh, and the fi- the the crowd was, um, you know, they, they liked it. They were like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? I remember being like, is this a joke? Or is this like, we didn't really know how to, you know, like how to handle it, but... It was so very clear right from like the f- jump that no no like this is there this isn't yeah. <laughs> this isn't a fucking joke like, you guys are it, real it, good exactly yeah uh, exactly thank you thank yes. you for saying that but e- exactly I'm saying in a sense that we also felt that that it went well yeah. and then I asked him hey should we continue and I was like fuck yeah let's do it let's keep doing it and we we started so Hell yeah. so that was the moment when I, we kind of from a one off show we decided that we're gonna do this thing mm-hmm. as a band. And not only like, taking it seriously too, like you guys have like played with some notable acts, like you know what I mean. Like I've seen you guys like you know hitting the road and you know and doing all that stuff. Like that has got to be, you know what I mean, the coolest accident or you know what I mean, just you know, fucking whatever <laughs> you know the thing that's actually turning into something that you know what I mean. You're a notable band in in a scene with a lot of really good bands. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. but yeah, but uh, you know, if I have some uh, musical uh, talentless, I compensate it with hard work, preparation, and mm-hmm. I think my band probably hates me, but I, uh, we, <laughs> we practice regularly. We even oh, yeah. when we don't don't have shows, so sometimes we have to play the set a few times before, like quite a lot and like mm-hmm. playing the same songs that may be not exciting and boring for oh, the band yeah, but yeah. I want to make sure we sound tight mm-hmm. and yeah. when we go on stage that we are ready mm-hmm. and uh, in that sense I really really push push all of us uh, to to make sure that when we play in front of people who spend their money spend their time to watch this for 30 minutes mm-hmm. that you know that they walk away with some sort of maybe not absolutely loving us, but some sort of satisfaction that, okay, at least it was fun and they sound, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ideally, of course, they like it. But but uh, when we, like I said, I really, really do, like all the time I appreciate when people spend their time and money, when they have million opportunities mm-hmm. in this city, mm-hmm. how to spend, that they spend it to us. For example, mm-hmm. we're opening band with, like I said, big shows we played. Mm-hmm. We first in the Gimme Gimme's, we played with Flagwagon, massive yeah. shows for us. But that those people, instead of sitting in the bar and having another beer, mm-hmm. they came early to see this local band which yeah. yeah. they may never heard of. Totally. I'm super thankful to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you could have hang out with your friends and had another beer, but you're here. So Definitely. how about we do our best, what we can totally. to totally. make it worthwhile for you. Yeah. This fucking so cool. is so awesome, dude. 
Yeah, <laughs> so just cool. to have that, like, I just yeah. think there's so many, uh, and I, it might just be like a, even more of a cultural thing where it's like, <laughs> so like just Russian shit. I'm just like, no, we're going to work like really fucking yeah. hard at this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to work my ass yeah. off at this oh, yeah. and make it the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like North America. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I might work yeah, at it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why else are you doing this? And that's why, like, I think that, like, it's it's important. I'm going to, like, pound that, like, message home to anybody that's, like, listening that's a performer of any kind. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter how many people are in that room. They're Correct. there to see you, right? Yeah. So you can, you know, you can see five people in the crowd and go, oh, this is going to fucking suck or have fun, do what you you know want to do. You never know who those five people are. Yeah, exactly. They mm-hmm. might bring back, you know, it might be 10. The that next attention to whatever, detail right? is yeah. so clutch though. Cause yeah. I remember going to, I went with, uh, I remember going with like Brandy Blue and, and stuff like uh-huh. that to, this is a Russian Tim show. And it was like that. Yeah. The atmosphere was so much different than any other like oh, yeah. kind of promotion that was happening at that time too. I remember I was like, sometimes you go in and be like, oh, this, this not the most welcoming vibe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, yeah, we don't have to say any names or talk, you know, down yeah, on any yeah. other promotions and stuff out there. And there's some of them that aren't even around anymore. And I think that that kind of speaks to, you know, for the, sure, the, the yeah. feeling that you do when you go in there, right? As a kid, you know, coming into the scene, not really, not having like any, you know, I mean, I have friends and family or whatever they're here, but punk rock is pretty specific. And, you know what I mean? Like you need, you know, I've been feeding my little sister rancid albums and stuff and she's nice. been kind of coming out and all that stuff and you know what i mean so um that's there but you're kind of like looking for you know like uh a reason to come back you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i think that's the that that's that biggest yeah. thing and um, not even saying it out loud like yeah. people just pick up on that vibe 100%. of like totally. oh wow the person who's putting on this show like gives a fuck yeah. not yeah, just yeah, about getting the shit. band and just like oh i yeah, got this exactly. band and yeah. it's fucking it's, it's not like an ego it's thing it's easier just it's to truly be a wants... dick and sit in the back and count the cash and count all the heads <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, or whatever for right? real you know, rather than actually, than actually care about you know, the production yeah. and yeah. want it to be a good time yeah. for everyone that goes yes. yeah. i think that's the key that's the thing like you know well i said this already that i tried to make it for for good for everyone um, but it's really important to me, and um, yeah, I don't know. I like I said, I'm thankful to those to those people, and to me, this is um, f- to to me that that it's fun that somebody wakes up next day, uh, maybe hungover, but mm-hmm. they say, "Fucking, uh, I had a good time last Hell night." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the best description. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if that's happening, you had. That was cool. Okay, yeah. that's a great success. Hell yeah. Totally. Right? That's the best thing. I mean, I'm sweating beer out from last night right now. <laughs> sure. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's just like... Uh, he's, really break, he's really breaking in that shirt you got. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be, be, be hitting the laundry pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm gonna wear We're going to find out if this thing is pre-shrunk real quick. A wet t-shirt contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a disgusting man, and I sweat all of the beer. You don't think that, like, you know, like, sweat is going to, like, affect things as much as it does, but, like, this is probably the only white t-shirt in my closet because they just don't hang out that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just yeah. don't really make Oh, yeah, it's like salt water. <laughs> right yeah. around the corner. Yeah. It starts rusting. Right around the corner. It starts you know, rusting. 100%. <laughs> I've been yeah, oxidizing yeah. for, like, you know. get, like, the gray. I've been Like, the gray here. in the pits. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> 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 my science teacher, Mr. Letter Doozy. This guy was... Letter Doozy? Letter Doozy was a fucking beauty. He was a soccer legend. He loved the guy, but he had sweat stains go from his elbow like all the way oh, to his yeah. mid, and he and he would just teach like he's not going to address this oh, at all. We have to sit here for an hour. And no yeah. one's going to talk about this. My this middle fun. school homeroom teacher, he was one of those too, and I was like, man, you can't teach middle school and have because no, he was also the PE teacher, and then would come in for homeroom and wear the same fucking shirt, and so it just towel be off, bro. sweat stains, doing? and it'd be like, oh man, you're you're really Dude, setting yourself fucking, up. My, here. I remember our grade eight gym teacher, him. <laughs> 
Man, he looked like Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> he was just like sweatpants yeah, and just like like fucking like Vader. Yeah, like he totally. was just yeah. like you need the fire for the flame shirt and shit. Uh, and he wore the same shit every day. And it's the, the pits. It was like. You know, it'd be fucking late May. School's almost done. And he just still has, like, the gray Russell sweatshirt. And uh, it was just... Yes. God, he was enormous. Like, uh. there's something great about a gym teacher who's just a fat piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. telling you to run laps. Yeah. And you're like, it's, well, it's, I don't know about me, sir. I'm, I'm doing all right for myself. It's like, for me, it, like, hits extra hard when they sweat through the sweatshirt. That's what it's like, saying. oh, my God, yeah. that's a lot of material yeah. that you're, that yeah. you're saturating Right he now. was like an undershirt <laughs> yeah. dude too. You knew uh, it. Like, also, like a, you're teaching kids how to play softball. How are you sweating this fucking? <laughs> yeah, right. You're not yeah, participating we're playing, here we're at all. California kickball over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be fucking performance anxiety or whatever you call it. Oh my god. What was a Russian gym class like? Yeah. I will, like a lot of yeah. a lot of kettlebells. I would imagine. <laughs> uh, you just yeah. fight a bear. Yeah. 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 Did Habib teach? Your class is basically what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. Um, yeah, because well, because the, the year from September to what May, the school year, mm-hmm. and majority is spent in the winter. So either you train inside, but we we did the how you call the the skis. But when you not cross country, cross country, yeah. yeah, we did that. Okay. We did the ice hockey thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it was all outside. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, because I was always soccer kid, so for me that sucked because yeah. I wanted to play soccer. We didn't have a soccer like gym; it was volleyball or mm-hmm. some other bullshit. Yeah. So, but yeah, like the probably the difference was that yeah that the that it was mostly uh, winter sports. Yeah. So how long? Yeah, like that's, that's a that's crazy. a long cold winter. Yeah. yeah. So when do you? But <laughs> like, that, yeah, I don't fucking like live there anymore. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> but like so that. But I'm trying to you know what I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure the thing out because I mean uh, you know the interior British Columbia also had these like you know long periods of time and if uh, like I snowboarded a little bit but other than that you're kind of stuck there and then like you gravitate towards the thing that you're passionate about right mm-hmm. so like um, we were talking last night a little bit about how difficult it is to like to find you know what I mean the music that you were looking for and the things so like um, if you've already sp- if you've already exhausted this on other podcasts and you don't have to get into it but I'm fascinated to know like what's the first band that you found in punk and then how did you um, you know pursue it yeah, that, that was, yeah, that's the story I've told, but it's a, I like the story. So uh, in 1994, my uncle went to California, I believe. The year Somewhere punk else. broke. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he came back and, I, and he uh, taped it tape for me one side was green day dookie the other one was offspring smash Ooh, that's wow. fucking sick here you go yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and see like i had li- we had limited overall access to information to music mm-hmm. i didn't know it was punk pop punk who yep. the fuck those people yeah. were i just had a tape <laughs> yeah yeah and no access to who those people but i really like those like the green day that mm-hmm. the whole album and um mm-hmm. yeah like basket case obviously like like, yeah. like and i listened and i was like oh that's cool and then years later i started discovering in Russian punk bands than when the new albums by Offspring and by the kind of 2000s Offspring became like the TV band mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of connected the, the dots mm. and figured that out and then and and then and then no effects obviously yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was, but again the access to bands and to music was limited um, yeah like, that's why like we talked yesterday that uh, because of that limited access sometimes you get something which is 
nobody knows, but like in, in my circle, that was huge. For example, there's a German trash band called Tankard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you probably don't know. Nope, nobody else probably yeah. knows this band. Yeah. But for us, that was the band. Yeah. 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 Before, before that 94, 92, 93, we had yep. a tape of the Tankard German fresh metal. And then I, when I, when we started learning English, Tankard tur- turns out to be like a big beer. Uh, uh, like a Stein? Stein. Stein. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, shit, oh, that's cool. And, uh, so yeah, that was a huge band for me. Yeah. But again, because somehow somebody had this German tape, and then but like you're listening to thrash metal was like uh, like Slayer or Megadeth or was any of that in your see you say you're... thrash metal, we just said metal, and metal, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, we yeah, get, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. totally. So, uh, I remember that uh, uh, grade one, that best friend which I mentioned with the bars, his brother was older, and we got the Cannibal Corpse. Fuck. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 dude. I didn't like it, yeah. but because it sounded so heavy, yeah. I pretended like I was liking it. Yeah, <laughs> that was never my thing either, dude. It's yeah. not like that's heavy. There's a big difference between Metallica and Cannibal yeah. Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then it was Metallica, Megadeth, and then like uh, Sepultura. Uh, oh, yeah. But it, but again, and then some German bands, like Amor- for some reason, Amorphous was like big for us again. But because the older brother had a CD or yeah. we've tape. been on this multiple times on this pod where it's like they're having that that sibling that's totally. just yeah, like yeah. you just you're kind of forced to like, you're like well, this is what's cool I guess oh, fuck no, yeah. you're like yeah you yeah. fuck with it hard my brother had Pantera Far Beyond Driven not their best album but I know it same thing my favorite creator album creator was another band there's Outcast, which some proper metal had said oh no that's where they went shit yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like no this is the only mm-hmm. album I had I really <laughs> like <Yeah>. it how dare you sir touchstone yeah yeah exactly because you're like that's so interesting to you know like just um like picking and uh, you know, or just not having um, like any option to choose from. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I was lucky enough to. Um, there was a uh, CD store um, downtown in my small town, so we would go and like work for this guy, like hand out flyers to like or whatever, like all yeah. those like you know little things that he needed to do because we were broke. And then when we would go in there afterwards, instead of pay- payment, he'd just give us CDs. So a friend of mine was like huge into metal, and he'd go for like Demu Borgir and like all these like bands and stuff. But it's like a thirty dollar three disc album and i just picked up like punkorama and i was like i'll take this one and he's like it's like eight bucks and he's like oh dude you can take like three or three of them or something like that mm-hmm. so my buddy's got a demi borgir album and he's loving it but i have you know now with like a fat wreck or you know what i mean a hopelessly devoted to you and a punkorama now i have access to 40 bands yeah, that, right. like i mean it just really opens the door up yeah. right but if you're like if you don't have access to that then yeah. you know what i mean how do you go your way to like if I have a feeling like you really give a shit about music. You, you get an album and you're probably going to need another yeah. one. You know? uh, the first punk, uh, everyone I speak to of our age says, oh, yeah, I grew up on those punkaramas, whatever mm-hmm. they are. My first Pankarama, I bought it in Canada. <laughs> so, no so shit. I didn't know that shit existed oh, before. Man. So Pankarama 3, I visited Canada. It's a good one. 2003. I think it yeah. was this one I discovered that this shit exists no so shit. Like, I had all my people of my age already grew up and they yeah. been listening for it for only 10 years yeah, no, no. yeah. So but that's that's, how, that's awesome if something's like you know what I mean if Good Riddance is still new to you then that's you're lucky <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean because you get to exp- you get yeah. to find out all that other shit or whatever right like imagine just finding Strung Out and being like holy shit there's 10 albums here that I can like dive deeper into is the coolest thing you know so at what time uh, when do you um when do you find no effects? Because we're talking about the war on errorism today. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, zero stars. It was a horribly reviewed album. Fuck Vice magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember reading like um, reviews for this album that I loved because no effects 
was already legendary when I'm, I think, uh, it was 2002, what, what year did this album come out? Three. 2003. I'm 13 years old, and um, I'd had uh, a burned copy of So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes, and Punk and Drub, like Pump Up the Volume. So I was already like well into no effects, but they hadn't like released an album in the time that like I'd been a fan of them. Yes. Mm. So as like I felt like this one was for me, you know what I yeah. mean? I went to a CD store and I bought it like release day and all this stuff. And it was like, um, it's so huge to me because in 2003, I'm 13 years old, but you're seeing like, you know, everybody's lying to you. You know what I mean? The government is all fucked up. 9-11 was only a few years. Yeah, you're yeah. like all this kind of shit is like... Um, is hitting a young, you know, boy's mind. Like a young very, DeVito. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, finding George Carlin, like all these things, finding comedy and punk rock around like the same time and basically just being like, fuck everything. Um, but there was um, something about No Effects that did it with this album because they're not a political band, you know what I mean? Historically, by, you know what I mean? Until like this one comes out when they're like, okay, we actually have like something to say. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think they did it in like a, in a, in a very No Effects way and that it's still a very fun album. You know what I mean, but mm -hmm. um, but like, uh, but you know, Fat Mike did his his, his best to you yeah. know speak of the times or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? So like that was monumental for me and um, my brother OD too. So like, whoops, I OD was oh, a huge shit. thing. So he he came back. It was all good. So oh, shout out to Rich. He's still he's still kicking around. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for my brother who's not like into punk or anything like yeah. that, like I was listening to that CD and then like that song really hit him because <laughs> whoops, yeah. I OD yeah, was like yeah. pretty you know pretty wild or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's like a there's like um, bonding and like even talking to like metalheads and stuff like that. You can't deny how like incredibly fast Smelly's drums are. You yeah. know how how insane Hefe's guitar is. You know what I mean? Like this, the band fucking rules. Yeah. So oh, matter all, <laughs> eat shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, he gave. Oh, of course he did. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, he had a staunch, uh, firm stance on uh, against no effects. But wore no effects shirt his first day of high school. Yeah. Yeah. Controversial. <laughs> yeah. Fucking controversial. It goes yeah. Should have stuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. So where, like, where do you find this album? Why is this the one for you? Yeah, like I'll, I'll tell a little bit the backstory that um, the years, so the years, uh, like that nineties, uh, we used to have kind of like Skytrain, but like the Metro Underground, mm, and we yeah. used to have those we called it kiosks where they had like a whole bunch of tapes. And back in the day, it was just burnt tapes, yeah, but yeah. actually either the pen or like shitty print. Uh, like it says, like it's like a death, this album and Sepultura, this album, whatever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was kind of until the 90s. So just an independent business. Somebody's just, somebody's just somebody's taping, just and, taping and so That's awesome. Yeah. And um, then Capitol Records had something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were probably making like, I don't know, 12 rubles, which was 12 cents. Oh, <laughs> so I don't think okay. Yeah, yeah. You're but just yeah, covering the cost of the tapes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then the CDs got introduced and they did the same thing. Instead of just selling that at CD, we used to burn CDRs mm -hmm. and then the CDR will have 10 albums by this band. Yeah. So for example, Sepultura, 100 rubles and... You know, to, to all their albums, mm -hmm. top to mm -hmm. the bottom. So that was the case. And then my buddy bought the No Facts, that CD mm -hmm. of all the albums. Um, and that was up to pump up the value. Oh, crazy. And I've been always like, a f uh, since I'm like, I like being organized mm -hmm. and uh, respecting the band. I always, when I get the new band, especially back in the day, introduced to the new band, he said, hey, listen, I have this cool band, No Facts, check it out. And because I wanted to be respectful and wanted to figure out how it all works, mm -hmm. I always start with the first album. Mm -hmm. And that was a big fucking oh, mistake. Oh, dude, yeah, you fucked up hard. Yeah. It took four or five of them to get good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when he first gave me that burn CDR with all the albums up to pump up the volume to 1,000, 
I started listening from the first a fucking liberal animation. I was like, mm-hmm. this, and we both kind of heard about this band somewhere yep. like on the internet. And they like people were talking with their spec and I was like, this band sucks. This is not very good. <laughs> like liberal animation. Yeah, yeah. Then you get to kind of like, them airlines. Ribbed isn't even for me really. Yeah, like a yeah, c- yeah. couple songs uh-huh, here or there. Uh-huh, Why uh-huh. the fuck people like this? Yeah, totally. like, what's the guy? And then, and then, so I returned the CDR. Didn't work out for me yeah. after a few weeks. And then somehow I she said try it again. I don't remember how it happened. Maybe I heard another song which I liked. So just go to Punk and Drubble. <laughs> no, no, no. So I went to get that same CDR from him six months later. Uh-huh. But I started from the end, and it was Pump Up oh, the Bottom, yeah. and that was a better decision. One hundred percent. And that was uh, I remember two songs which I liked first: My Vagina yep. and uh, Louise. Hell yeah, Vagina. dude! Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, oh shit, this band is good. And then I went back and I liked the band. They became my favorite band of all time. So that's similar to you. When the next album came out on the list, that was the War on Errorism. That was the next album when I was already kind of came out when I was a fan. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go back. And that's why this album was special to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember... No, I don't remember, but I probably got it from Torrance or from Soulseek or mm-hmm. from Napster, something like that, mm-hmm. downloading track by track. Oh, yeah. Soulseek still works. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Can't find, some, can't find a physical copy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, yeah, that's that's I uh, started listening, and that's why this album, I probably listened to it the most just because that was that that moment, and uh, that's why it's special to me. Hell, yeah, man. Right on. It's, uh, it's something, like, that's a little bit bittersweet or whatever, because obviously, like, NoFX is hanging it up, you know what I mean, from what we hear there, they're... I guess they're finished, you know what I mean? Fan Mike's doing some cool stuff with co-defendants and stuff, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what, you know what I mean, is, is, is in the future for them. But controversial opinion, do you think that it's time for them to hang up the gloves? And when was the last NoFX album that you were like, oh, this is really like... Oh, last album. <laughs> you, you think really? Last, uh, last no album. shit. I hey? love everything. Uh, well, see, I'm a very loyal person. Sometimes Mike does and says things which could be cringy, weird, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm a loyal person because they gave me so much... For sure. Respect, uh, oh sorry, much so much uh, good uh, feelings mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. I will respect this forever. And everyone, even if he does some weirdo stuff which I don't agree or don't like, mm-hmm. I'm still a fan. I still support him. I listen to every single album. I usually like at least half of the record. Yep. And but I always, you know, when it comes out, I obviously buy the record. I listen, mm-hmm. I listen, I listen, and I will never say, "Oh, this is not as good as this," because this For is sure. different period of time. And uh, but I always, always, that's my favorite band of all time. Yeah. I'm very loyal to them, regardless what happens in the future. Mm-hmm. I will always listen to everything which is related to No Facts. Always buy, support. And, uh, that's my number one band, my favorite band, and I feel like I have to, hundred percent in. Hell yeah, man! Yeah. Why is the breakup happening? I think it's just like uh, they've they've just decided that they're at the end of their road. It seems like I, which know, is kind of wild just... to me because it's like they've to me they're so far past making that decision. Yeah, they're yeah. in my head. I'm like, well, you're just gonna be the fucking stones forever. Yeah. Like you know, what yeah. I mean? like yeah. it is. It really like I just yeah. I yeah. picture seeing Fat Mike yeah. on stage. Totally, and that band and for like the rest the of my life. The festivals that they put together and what they've done for themselves, like the, they they can play for as long as they, I mean I'll go you know what I of mean of course like, not like, only we were that, talking about the nostalgia yeah. factor oh, of it yeah. I'm like of course people are gonna Fat go Fat Records did um, uh, like a 25 year um, um, kind of like anniversary show in San Francisco for two days and I was as soon as I saw that I might get a chance to see Tilt live. I'm fucking there. Yeah. No you use her name. Oh, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. dude. All of that stuff was, you know, amazing. Getting to see Dead to Me, which mm-hmm. is not a band that fucking tours, right? you know what I mean? Yeah. So that shit is huge. And then, you know, obviously seeing like the Flatliners and stuff, Propaganda, um, had to cancel and stuff. And I'm the only Canadian there, so I'm getting shit for that. <laughs> yeah, I was there too. <laughs> You're <were> my man. <laughs> 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 of course you were. <laughs> 
I was in the line for the bathroom a lot. You know, I was I was I was, I was, I was engaging in some extracurricular activities that day. Um, but uh, or both those days actually. But just like um, uh, there's something about like not only like punk rock or whatever, but like something caught me about like the like the the West Coast or Fat Records or like just like the way that they kind of do it or whatever. Yes. Just you know, hit me from a really young age, and then yes, they. Um, cemented this like level of trust that I have in like with those compilation albums and you know, all the bands that they sign and stuff. There's some people can kind of turn their nose up at it and be like, oh, all the fat rec bands from this era sound the same and, mm -hmm. and whatever. But I loved that sound, yeah. you know what I mean? And then as I got a little bit older and kind of grew with it, like, um, you know, being like heavy, like no effects and Lagwagon and stuff, but like as I kind of grew up and kind of developed like a like a different taste and things like that dillinger four and the lawrence arms are two of my favorite bands oh, of nice. all time you know what i mean so like as like that shift in fat happened i was right there with it yeah. and mm -hmm. like you know kind of like followed the whole thing so there's like the guy's got an ear for talent yes you know what i mean and um it does something that i think is like is important i was also a big fan of hip-hop and something that i never understood about hip-hop is that it seems kind of like a singular game mm -hmm. like if you can make it then you can make it but in, in punk they in encourage the next generation to come up so some of your favorite bands um you know they brought like the flatliners up and yeah, i remember yeah. seeing the flatliners in habitat it was a small venue in Kelowna for like five mm -hmm. people yeah. destroyed a creative just come out and i was like holy shit this holy is like scott is back yeah. you know what i mean right <laughs> and then watching that band grow into you know what i mean into who they so are today or whatever is insane, right? Because now they're, exactly, right? They'll sell out anything. And I mean, Chris playing with Hot Water Music. Now you're yeah. just kind of like living vicariously mm -hmm. through these people being like, God damn, um, that's so goddamn cool. But there's something to be said about like the the thing that we love is just like happens to be like pretty inclusive. And yeah. Colin said it the best from You Big Idiot. He's like, if you haven't been hugged in a while, just go to a punk show. Like, you know, <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, see what we talked in before, uh, like there's like fat mike his stage persona but the way he runs business and how you hear from other bands how he is respectful to them and mm -hmm. how he runs um i don't know there must be a, somewhere a balance between me just learning from him from those stories mm. and kind of resonating with how i live my life so whatever mm. he does like it's a handshake deal it's a mm -hmm. one deal album mm -hmm. it's respect to the band it's it's kind of that resonated to me and mm -hmm. when we do anything with uh, you know with my band or organizing shows mm -hmm. i try to do it the same way especially if you if the listen uh, the watchers watch this 25 year uh fat Rack documentary mm -hmm. band speak a lot i think who was it i think it was propagandi who had conflict with yes. mike and yeah. they left yeah. fat and they yep. wrote songs about mm -hmm. each other so openly talk shit about them in the liner notes on a fat records release with like oh, pictures wow. of fat mike and there's great that's exactly. awesome but if you're gonna be punk you gotta love a fucking punk like yeah. a, a, a punk diss track is yeah. always a good time <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, yeah to your boss yeah. Yeah. who put out the record yeah. 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 he's paying to put this out yeah. but, <laughs> so cool propaganda rules yeah. but i i think i think it was propaganda and they said in this movie fat was the only label who we dealt with who paid us everything we owned what they promised and on time yeah, mm. yeah. and even th there was a conflict they totally. still said this so like uh, that's the, you know that's respectful to to yeah. the artist to the Absolutely. person you're working with propaganda so, will definitely tell you how it is oh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Made, made a point to be like want to know the real ass chris hannah and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he will play this like a rip a solo and scream in the fucker like god damn they're so talented they're so, so good cool. yeah. so good yeah. <laughs> so the um when you're you know you're trying to find your own way in this thing like having like uh you know what i mean seeing it done the right way 
You know what I mean? It's so goddamn beneficial for every band that you've put on. You know what I mean? And like, you know, like I'm giving them stage time and an opportunity to do that. Um, when you guys are going to record and put out records and stuff like that, how does that, um, does that kind of come into play? The same ethics, the same, you know, kind of philosophy? Uh, help me understand. So well, you guys have been recording and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys yeah, have yeah. albums and stuff like that. We're coming out. So what... Um, is it uh, like who do you um, who do you put your records all through? We well, like we record everything with Jesse Gander, Rain City Recorders. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be in the Vancouver band TBS, absolute legend mm-hmm. of Vancouver mm-hmm. scene. He did albums by Japan, Drawings, White Lung. Hell yeah. um, for me, when we started recording, for me it was very important to record with a local producer, with mm-hmm. a local uh, with a local engineer, a local studio. So we give so kind of the money stays in the family. Totally. Mm-hmm. Then. Um, then so we started with uh rain city and did everything we've done mm-hmm. with rain city almost everything and um for example when we worked with uh jesse he's uh, when we recorded the album he says we have a couple of options who to send it to the mastering i have a guy in new york i have this and this but i have Stu mckillop who is in vancouver who is from Daggermouth. so of course of course i'm gonna yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. because mm-hmm. because that's that's again so to me that you know, by okay, we're gonna record, we're gonna spend money. How about we spend it with with the local people, people Absolutely. from our circle? So that again, that that's important to me. And I, yeah, I never. Um, same thing we did. Press the record with the clampdown, mm-hmm. which is also it was convenient because they're here. But again, yeah. it was important to me to do it with somebody who is a, a local. So again, so that kind of you know that locality supporting mm-hmm. each other, supporting each other businesses. If we're gonna spend money anyway, so let's. Do it with our friends. Think locally, yeah. fuck globally. If I may yeah. quote Gogo yeah. Bordello from that's awesome. So, did um, I answer the question? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. It's just like I'm just kind of fascinated in it. Like, in um, with like comedy, it's 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 a self you know driven engine or whatever, right? Nobody really cares if you do it or not, you know what I mean? It's totally up to you. So, um, the idea of like uh, when our first albums are going to come around, that's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like up to us or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So like when you guys, um, you know, as a band or whatever, you can, it's, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a whole lot more moving parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which seems like interesting. And I mean, I'm like with it's, this isn't the only band that, you know what I mean? A lot of you guys are in too. Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, um, so finding uh, the time and the, and the space to do it is like, um, it's incredible just to see like, any band that's been doing it for any you know period of time or whatever is, mm-hmm. is especially when life starts to happen. We're not in the twenties anymore, exactly. and you know what I mean. Things start to start yeah, to move like in that direction. S- see that that I had to learn uh, as being in a band member and kind of you know, in some sense, coming up with the idea when we record, uh, when we play, for example, because yeah, when we record the album, we probably need to practice for a couple months to mm-hmm. make sure that we go into the studio. And so that there's a process when pe- everyone needs to be focused. And I learned to find out that, okay, so let's make sure that we, if we pick that two, three months window, that nothing else really happening in other members' life, for mm-hmm. example, because Christy, she's busy with other projects. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to, it doesn't always work out, but mm-hmm. I want to if, if we're getting ready for the album and Christy has 15 other shows with Wrong or some other bands, mm-hmm. her focus will be shifted and she she will not be 100%. For sure. That's yeah. just an example. Same thing with like Yulia and Sergei. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's why I kind of try to... That again, and, uh, and you know, I've made mistakes in the past, but now I'm trying to kind of to make sure that, you know, it works for everyone and it's convenient and when we go to studio, we work in the, in the right headspace. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is there um, in the, like... 
independent punk rock is always fascinating to me because I mean you can be Atlanta Luz and then you know what I mean opening for Lightwagon. You know what I mean like with all in like a period of time. Like do you have um, have you guys set goals for yourself or is there anything like um, you know coming up that that we uh, should know about or what like how how, how does that work yeah. or do you does like or does life just fucking fall into your lap in the coolest way? <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker yeah. manifest shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This has been great. I'm learning a lot today. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, how do we get a Russian Tim comedy show happening? <laughs> like we need that fucking environment. Angle. We need a good awesome. fucking promoter in comedy. Somebody that gives a shit <laughs> Truly, about <yeah>. us. <laughs> Pays what they say they're gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking say it. I'll say it right here. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, um, in terms of um, well, there's well, there's a couple of questions. In terms of falling into laps and playing land and losing with like wagon, it's mm-hmm. or the goal, the goal of the band, yeah. uh, the goal is to have fun. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Once there was a moment uh, in the end of last year when I felt exhausted, and I think the band as well. We were like we played a lot, we did a lot, mm-hmm. and then we did nothing. We didn't jam. It would never happen in, in the band's life. From September until to January, we just took it oh, off because wow. we needed a break. Um, yes, it, uh, I, like I said, I wasn't having fun uh, mm-hmm. doing stuff, and I said, mm-hmm. okay, we need we, we need a break. Uh, so the the goal is to have fun, oh, to yeah. make sure that everything we do is some sort of fun because you know there's always obstacles. Uh, mm-hmm. But the yeah, that's the goal mm-hmm. to to, uh, to do shit. Because sometimes, like we, like you said, like there could be a scale from playing a smaller place like Lana Luz yep. and playing in Vogue with in front of like I mm-hmm. don't know how many people with like wagon. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's a cool show at Lana Luz with like, our buzz with let's then say we play the dead cool show, yeah. it's a lot yeah. of fucking. Fun. It it's still a show. It's, like yeah, it's, you it's go into it the fun. same. We're gonna go hang out. Gonna yeah. you know hug mm-hmm. Colin Huff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Garrison, we're gonna kiss me yeah, probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely kissing Dan Garrison. Oh yeah. I got a little like uh, rug burn from his uh, from his five o'clock shadow. I mean, we we did a lot of hugging last night. Me and Dan did a, we were fantastic. Time. Rubbing faces. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, he actually said something to me like really cool last night. We were talking, and I was um, you know, talking to a guy like Dan Garrison that's so goddamn you know talented in his own band and um, is such a good guy that he's played in every other band. He's on the road with you know what I mean, uh, a handful of bands at the moment. You know, what yeah. I mean, he's gonna go to. Europe and do a run with the core and then go right back with Belvedere is yeah, insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the dude is, Amazing. is just, is moving. And I kind of told him that like, um, there's a, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a fight club where you decide your own level of involvement in project yeah. mayhem. You know what I mean? So, um, I was just kind of giving him, uh, his flowers a little bit in that sense that it's just incredibly inspirational to, you know, to see that. And then I see a lot of people that like I maybe looked up to at one time that, um, now in our, in our pursuit you know, of, um, of the thing that we want to do. I can see a lot of people like, you know, taking a back step or saying that it's not important to work that hard or whatever. Right. But like when I go to sleep at night, my brain doesn't turn off. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like it's plotting the next thing or like, how can, you know, I put myself in a position to where I'm always having fun. I'm always doing cool shit and doing the thing that I love. Yeah. You know, and if, um, you're like, we're taking a, uh, uh, the next step here, moving to Montreal and trying to, you know, get things a little bit cheaper so that we can just focus on comedy and, you know, mm-hmm. like really then push it forward. And if you don't like take a bet on yourself or, um, you know, take the chance to do it, then like, what the fuck are you, are you doing it for? It's always that, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. that's the idea for me where some people have a completely different opinion about it. We're like, you know, we're just, we'll take it as it comes. And, and that's totally cool too. But he told me, he's like, never apologize for running at your own speed. 
You know what I mean? And it was like the coolest thing that he said is like, you don't have to apologize if you're, and if you're looking at a faster train, that's like, Oh, that's where I'm going. You know what I mean? And that's where you're going to go. Right. And like, yeah. you know, and then it just kind of is like giving yourself the permission to work as hard as you want to and not, yeah. you know, like regretting anything because like the first time that I met that guy was outside of the BD club. You know what I mean? I had a fucking Russian Tim show. And I've said it a million times. I was just talking to him and Andrew Peterson, and he was just the nicest guys. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm getting mm -hmm. some friends around here. And, yeah. they, and then they walk on stage and just fucking just, I had no yeah. idea they were in the band, and they just fucking tear shit apart, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, there's something uh, so goddamn inspirational about all of you guys that I probably wouldn't be doing this show right now if it wasn't for you guys. And, like, you know, like a, like a lot of that stuff was, like, we could have reached out way before. We could have had you guys on probably episode 25. You're very supportive people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's actually so funny to be like, <laughs> we had like a hundred whatever episodes. We're like, man, this punk thing's really working out for us. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like super nice and like so, so easy to fucking book. And that like, was the, and that people was the were like down to clown. Like yeah. usually comics will call us like the day of like an hour before being like, Oh man, it's probably not happening today. Or yeah, that. I'm like, gonna be people, an hour later. Yeah, or like people are like yeah. fucking actually fucking hyped to come out and do it. So we're we're so thankful exactly, for that. Exactly mm -hmm. right. It's just like the you know like there's so much like inspiration like and good times have been given to me kind of through this thing. So the only thing that I could ever do is just try to be a part of it. And like yeah. stand up is definitely like it's a it's 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 not music by any means, but. Like it can be, you know what I mean? And you can yeah, like yeah, put yeah, yourself yeah. in a yeah, thing exactly. and like, how can we, you know, help each other? How can we promote our own shit? And now we're playing a show with Die Job at the end of the month and stuff. And we're going, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And all that stuff is like, none of that would have happened. Me and Jackie were sitting in a garage, good, like talking about like how we're going to start the show or whatever. And it was like, it was Corey, you big idiot. And like Rush too. we were talking about like, okay, these guys have kind of set it up, yeah. you know what I mean? In a way or whatever. And I guess we just wanted to get to the point that, you know, we were good enough to, <laughs> to invite you on and have it be, <laughs> an, you know, an interesting enough fun. conversation, yeah. man. So. Uh, infinite, infinite thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Like, there's yeah, not a lot of people out here doing it, right? And if anybody's listening, it's like, ah, oh, shit, I just wish that, you know, I could get involved in something. Like, you don't need anybody's permission. Yeah. Tim's a fucking <laughs> proof in point. Mm -hmm. The attention to detail is, like, what strikes me. It's just, like, you are very, you know what you want in, in that show, whether it's you're playing live are just I'm like more fascinated with just the producing end of it of just sure. like creating that environment for people and it's this unspoken thing of like people feel that energy you know if you're running around all fucking stressed out and like oh this band's not here blah blah, blah this not happens like people when you enter a room it's clear that something's like off totally. or you oh, know yeah. what I mean or the energy's not quite right not to get all hippy dippy on it totally. but at, uh, but when it's with such a great fun environment i can remember going to like a show when i was still running paths of yours mm. and being like we need to get more of this like yeah, this totally. needs to be a little like a little bit more happier environment or just like yeah. it's just such a good fucking time we work hard um, all week right let's mm -hmm. fucking have a good time yeah. Exactly, yeah and i don't think that people need to overthink because sometimes people think oh like punk scene and like diy putting on <laughs> yeah. shows and putting this like kind of rock and roll thing i don't think like that i think Okay, like I booked a date. Mm -hmm. I invited my friends to play. We'll play or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's have a good night. So I don't think it's like in this big like. Oh, if this is a punk rock show, it has to be totally. punk scene. Right. That I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just yeah. throw in the party. Yeah. Uh, invited mm -hmm. some people. They paid money to be here. They're supporting the bands. Like it. Just, don't overthink it. Just have yeah, fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. that's the first well, it comes thing. across, man. As soon as you yeah. walk in here, I'm like, this guy, I love this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've been doing it for you know what I mean for, for a long time. Like I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, for it to keep going, is there um, another fest coming? Because you guys are going to Squamish, which I'm not going to be able to to yeah. attend, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> What's the next Vancouver Russian Tim 
Festival to do Christmas? Like, where is, is that on the books? Or? Uh, so this is the first year outside of pandemic when I didn't do the summer festival. Yeah. Uh, it used to be Rocket from Russia Fest. Mm-hmm. Last year it was Vancouver. And again, like, you know, that's going back to what I said. The last year I didn't have fun. Mm-hmm. In terms of the festival went great. In terms yep. of organization, I felt like I did this before. Right. I felt like it was a repeat of something I've mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was thinking, should I do it next this year? And I wasn't very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yeah, like, oh, let's, oh, Matt. Oh, that's a good story. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. going to fucking, that yeah, perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like the no yeah. effects, like, uh, beef we have. This is great. <laughs> So yeah, um, so Matt was on the previous episode, and last year when I was doing the the Vancouver Festival at the Wise Hall, it was 2022, but it was the end of COVID, and that was one of the time when like was another wave, mm-hmm. yeah. and I remember that was so so stressful. It was a two weekend festival, uh, four days. I don't remember mm-hmm. how many bands, 25 probably something like Shitload, that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that in the first day before the festival started. I had three band canceled and I think the fourth one did. So it was super stressful because at some point I realized that the festival starts this weekend and on one night I had two or three bands when it's supposed to be five. Mm -hmm. So it was super, super stressful to, to, you know, to find this band, to find the band which is available. I asked probably 20 bands and everyone, yeah, right, like we would love to play. But it's like the buddy is at our drummers and Mm -hmm. wedding in Cologne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was super, so I was like, stressful and then and then the, that happened and then i was just like fuck it up so i wait, <laughs> come out of the first day first band matt earl was opening the show yeah. and he starts the show with a song which i didn't know but it was song dissing fat mike <laughs> and i was like fuck it up son of a bitch i was like spending so much like it was so stressful <laughs> two months of preparation <laughs> and he opens the show with a dig it dig, like dissing my hero <laughs> and i was like the fuck disrespect. that <laughs> and after that i was like oh shit oh yeah. this is for, and, like, and like i was just like oh that's and then overall i was just like fucking hell that was such a stressful experience uh, obviously, like you know, luckily we passed that COVID, so it probably would have been easier. But yeah. that's why I didn't do it this summer because last year, like I felt I didn't have fun. Uh, doesn't mean that I'm not gonna do it ever, but maybe mm-hmm. sometime in the future will. But this one I didn't do. But going back to your question, uh, oh, that was good. This that's match, right? Yeah, yeah. That, was yeah. that was good. Yeah. This guy's been on the radio <laughs> before. <laughs> Good, good, good. He, he, previous yeah. episode, Matt was here before, probably talked some shit about no facts. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is my yeah. revenge. <laughs> right here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we next weekend, uh, I don't know when this comes out, but yeah, on September 15th, we're playing in Squamish. They're doing Squamish Punk, a Squamish Punk Festival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three days. Uh, we've played Squamish before quite a few times. There's a guy named Paul. He runs the whole festival yeah. and band uh, Anonym Americans. And it's super cool. Like, you know, people come out. It's a different audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've played there before, so they know us. They like us. Yeah. Um, for us, it's, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, we're, the, the move is happening, and my last day of work is the 15th. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, uh, I got a lot of got a lot of people that I got to see before we leave town yeah. and stuff like that. And a Squamish uh, punk night sounds like a... <laughs> in the books we'll see what's going on with comedy and all that um anything um local that uh, uh that you'd like to promote or anything before we get out of here or yeah of course what should people which what, 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 tell them where to keep an eye out for yeah uh well uh, again d- 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 depends when this come out we'll play in september 14th I we'll be out in two weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks. Two okay weeks. then we'll play in october 14th 
at Lana Luz with Penske Files. Speaking hell of yeah. Lana Luz. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're playing with them. Uh, and then, I don't know if it's, it's announced, but we're playing a Christmas show, I believe, in December 9th at the Vice Hall. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's, that's going to awesome. be a good Christmas big show. Uh, I'm not putting it out. Somebody else does. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed. Is that going to be good for you now that now you just get to play and somebody yeah. else gets to deal with all the stress? Yeah, that rules. Way better. Yeah, I don't have to worry about <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to go yeah. into this. But there's a lot of stuff. Fucking Matt's going to show up and yeah. shit talk fucking yeah. <laughs> That's not your problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, Tim. Well, like I said before, man, you've been like a, a constant source of inspiration for me for a long time. So I'm stoked that you got to a chance to come Thank in you. here and sit down and do this. And uh, I'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be in touch. I'll be back in town real soon, buddy. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you Thank so you. much Thanks for coming on. Thank you. This is awesome. Yeah. Peace. Peace.